0: Thank you, Vandello, and hello, True Believers. My name is Josh Wasta, A.K.A. Fallout Fiery, and welcome to another episode of Graphically Novel. And with me is my Magneto to Charles, my Saint of Killers to Jesse Custer. Lactose in your cheese? Oh, <clears throat> it's bear. Today we are going to discuss Preacher. This is a Garth Ennis book from the late 90s that is recently a show for FX. Hopefully, as we do here on Graphically Novel, if you like the show, we're going to take a little time to tell you about the graphic novel, and hopefully get you reading. And back into DC again. Yes, for not being a DC fan, we're doing a lot of DC stuff. That's right, and actually as we are recording this, Vertigo This Week was cancelled by DC. He did such good stuff, though. Yeah, so basically the best of DC has been canceled. (laughs) We are going to talk about Preacher. The graphic novel that we're specifically talking about is the first book in all of Preacher entitled Gone to Texas." Steve (laughs) Dillon is the artist on it, and Garth Ennis, as I mentioned, is the writer. Garth Ennis has done a lot of other things. He did a long Punisher tour. I reading this. I definitely want to read that. Punisher. Yeah. Garth Ennis is known, along with other people like Warren Ellis and a few others that they get a little gritty. This book is a lot gritty. The show is actually surprisingly gritty. The show really mirrors the level in the comic. It's different. The plot is a little bit different from what's in the comic. Honestly, I think they're a little more in depth in the show, but I actually just want to take a second. I crammed the graphic novel because... I wanted to read off this section from the foreword, which was done by Joe R. Lansdale. And this was the part that made me go, okay, I'm I'm ready to read this. He makes a couple of interesting metaphors. It's like watching an alligator eating a pig, which seems like a very Southern metaphor up here. We'd say it's like watching a train wreck. You know, the thing that's obviously horrible, but you just can't take your eyes off of. The line that made me go, I, I might want to skip the rest of this intro and just jump straight into the novel was, this paragraph where he writes another thing about preacher and i'm damn sure not giving anyone who has read it a newsflash it's scary as a psychopathic greased gerbil with a miner's hat and a flashlight and your back bare asshole inside all right if that doesn't evoke some imagery for you i don't know what will that is graphic. Uh, yeah and then the whole forward is that as explicit in the forward as they are in the novel so it's a good primer for what you're about to get into Right, it, as uh, graphic as they get in the show, surprisingly, FX is, they don't pull a lot of punches, but man, this is probably one of the bloodiest shows Oh, definitely. that they've had. Preacher is about a preacher. Jesse Custer, who comes into contact with some sort of supernatural entity, becomes an, involved in basically a battle between heaven and hell. With him is an ex-girlfriend who goes between hating his gut and wanting to jump him yes, at pretty much every turn. And one of the most fascinating characters in the series is Cassidy, who is a vampire. And that's the one thing that I wish both the series and the comic did was expand a little bit more on the rest of the world outside of these guys so i'm like where the heck did a vampire come from how why did they exist how did they start in this world like that it's it's an interesting little piece of backstory that i just wish i had a little bit more in both the show and the comic are intentionally vague yes the world building is left a lot to your interpretation which in a lot of ways makes it a lot like a religious (laughs) text. i'll I'll give you that is it Feel free to mad-hot as you will. (laughs) Well, let's jump into show versus comic. Now that you've read the comic, what are your first impressions of the actual comic book? Other than the forward, which you've already... Once you got it, they do tend to follow each other fairly well. There's a few story elements that they've changed. One of the side characters' son was, let's just call it a sporting rifle accident. Uh, they kind of change the story around behind that a little bit. They actually get right into the meat and potatoes of what this power is in the comic more quickly than they do in the TV series. And I enjoyed that aspect. I actually think after what are, what are they on? Three seasons now of a yeah. Preacher, they haven't really fully explained what the power is. And they did that 20% of the way, like maybe one of the combined issues into the graphic novel. This is what this thing is. Isn't this cool? And I'm like, yeah, this is really cool. Why didn't they tell me this in the series? It's interesting because the series... Like we've said, it takes a lot more of, this is open to your interpretation, you have to be a lot more willing to just accept that what happens in the show is what's happening, bam, vampire pops up, bam, he's got this power, and we're not going to explain what it is. You get glimpses of the background between him and Tulip, his ex-girlfriend, and basically what their history is. Yeah, The comic gets to that a lot quicker, too. You understand what their relationship is, why they act the way that they do, and Since we're only talking about the first season of Preacher in this, I'm not 100% sure I got that by the end of the first season. They didn't give you a whole lot on what was going on with Jesse and his girlfriend's backstory until season two. Right. Most of season two, there was a ton of their backstory there. I did like that they gave a little bit more of a background on Cassidy in season one. His whole introduction in Preacher was hysterical. Yeah, they took the opportunity to do a lot more with Cassidy. And Joseph Gilgan, who is the actor, plays it just to the nines. Oh, yeah. Actually, for something that came out in the late 90s, they found an actor that dead spot on looks like the Cassidy and the Cove. Yeah, absolutely. They did a really good job. And one of the things that you were mentioning is the kid who had the gun accident. We're not going to spoil a lot here, but it is caused by the apparent uh, suicide of Kurt Cobain. In the um, comic. You we're in the comic, which dates it. I mean, it yeah. really dates yeah. to right at that point. For those of us that were in high school during that time, it harkens back to finding out Cobain had died, and in the comic, it is very much an element of its time. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Another change between the comic and the TV show, I know it doesn't change the plot or the character that much, but there is an African-American play to it. Instead of, in the comic, she's <laughs> like... <white girl>. How she <laughs> is. 100% white girl in the comic. There is, it can't get it's much whiter than that. Yeah, Ruth Negga, who was also awesome in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., plays Tulip in this and rocks it. Just brings a level to it. And I've been waiting because every time we finish a graphic novel, you asked me off air what I thought of it. And I've been trying to hold off until we were <laughs> recording to actually discuss any of this. I thought she was better. As a supporting character, she had more to do and she was better in the show. Oh, absolutely. I don't think they could have gotten a better character for her. creature. she is really just kind of an airhead, kind of a tag-along. Yeah. And I wouldn't even call her a supporting character in the series. Pretty much a lead in and of herself. Demands that attention. Absolutely. In every scene that she's in. Like, she's a badass in the show. Talking about Dominic Cooper, who plays Jesse. Again, great job matching how he is in the comic with how he is in the show. I don't think they could have done a better job if they would have gotten anybody else. Every word that comes out of his mouth, I swear he read the entire script. Or read the entire graphic novel and was like, this is how I'm doing this. Although a little more sympathetic in the show. Yeah. I do not feel as, not sorry for him, that's the wrong expression, but I'm not quite as along for the ride with him in the comic as I am in the show. Much more of that Constantine feel in the comic where you're like, he's really kind of a prick. And I kind of like that he's a prick. Not really, I don't feel bad for you that you have this weird divine power that flashed itself onto you in the TV series. He's kind of figuring it out. But I think part of that stems from how they switch the timeline around a little bit. Because in the graphic novel, uh, probably about halfway through the first season series, timeline-wise, and they're going back and recapping how they got to this point. So one of the other things that the glory of graphic novels is that you can cast Anything in one that you want, and without giving too much away, the Duke John Wayne is a character in the graphic novel. That's right. I keep forgetting about. It. I remember that now. He is kind of Jesse's spirit guide, yeah, military friend kind of. Yeah, this was not done in at least not in season. C- We're discussing season one i'm sure it didn't get done in season two either limitations of that do you think that that is an active choice just because you would have have to have somebody portraying a dead real person it's not that big a deal because we have actors playing other real people all the time i don't think it's that big a deal i really don't know who you would get right just looking at that resume you could just Put in a cowboy instead of right, making it actually John Wayne, and then you get Sam Neil because Sam Neil is like the epitome of cowboy. And I actually not say. Sam Neil. That's not the guy I'm thinking of. Sam, the guy from Sam Neill is Sam. Yeah, what's the other? Guy? Oh, you're thinking of? Oh my god! Right, Tombstone and yeah, like you know they're gonna be pissed about that, Jen. Oh, yeah, she's You'd wild. so upset that we forgot his name. Yeah, guys <laughs> know what we're talking about. Beef, it's what's for dinner, commercial. <laughs> Depending on how old you are. <laughs> That's something I'm going to yell at for. Yeah. You know, you're thinking on that, because if budget's no object, I get Josh Brolin to play John Wayne. Ooh. Have the weathered. Yeah, yeah, that'd be a good call. Smokes three packs a day. <laughs> punches cows to get his steak. Right. <laughs> Boy, I... I'm so terrible with actors until I'm actually watching a show or reading something because he obviously, you can tell me because I can't even remember who the, the other guy was. Sam Elliott. Sam Elliott. I knew it was a Sam. I was close. <laughs> it was halfway there. <laughs> we got it, Jed. Sam Elliott is, is the... He's all cowboy. Uh, cowboy. He is the archetypical epitome of cowboy. All you got to do is put him in a button-down shirt with a Stetson and... Yeah, I don't know if he could do the John Wayne voice, though. Sam Elliott has such a distinctive voice. that's yeah, fair. For him to try to do the John Wayne world partner, that was a weird amalgamation in my head. Yeah, I don't know that that would work. But I truly believe after Josh Brolin became young Tommy Lee Jones in the Third Men in Black movie that Josh Brolin could be whoever Josh Brolin wants. <laughs> and very soon he's going to be Granny Halleck, so you're doing fascination. A little trivia here. Series produced and four episodes directed by Seth Rogen. Really? Yep. I Seth Rogen is... completely missed that. Seth Rogen is directly involved with Preacher. I would imagine he's a huge fan of the comic because he is that right age group and that right level of nerd. That really surprises me because usually you don't think... You're looking at Seth Rogen, well, nobody's stoned and nobody's... Tri- well, Cassidy is. That, that's fair, but Cassidy is an entity unto himself. He's kind of a Klaus, the level of violence, but it's fun. It is kind of in that Seth Rogen wheelhouse, because they do a lot of those sort of things. we have ever seen the, the, the end, gore and its fun. The best description that I've actually heard of the Preacher show is that it's kind of like a campy horror movie that it is a series, because it does have its sheer sure amount of fair dramatic moments and things, but it is Splatterhouse. Not quite as campy as Midnight, Texas. Oh my god, Midnight Texas. Yes. Yes. Only on for two seasons if you did not see Midnight Texas and you're having a bottle of wine or a couple bottles of beer. Yeah, that's a two-drink minimum show. <laughs> you just want to watch something crazy and ridiculous. When you're out of episodes of Preacher and out of episodes of Lucifer. And you're looking for something to watch that's kind of in the same vein. It's written by the same person that did True Blood. You, you're kidding. No, not kidding other book series by the same person that did True Blood. All right, well, that's <laughs> nice. And I think they're in the same universe because I think the main character from Midnight Texas shows up in the True Blood. I mean, there's been anyway. a lot of similar story arcs. Midnight Texas is definitely like that two drink minimum version of Preacher. Everything just made it less serious. If you were familiar with the show, which is kind of how this show works, but doesn't have to be, the scene with Cassidy in a plane is pretty much what the comic is. <laughs> oh yeah, 100%. Which I would uh, probably... Did I drive that these introductions introduction scene, I think, isn't it? One of them. And hey, the TV's? Yeah, which may be the bloodiest five minute I've ever watched in the TV show. <laughs> but total hilarity as far as blood goes. Once in. again, yeah, it's over the top. It's uh, Tarantino-esque. Or, or, or like shoot em up Yeah. So, final thoughts on Preacher. Are you interested in continuing and reading Absolutely. I would definitely read more Preacher. It just kind of got going in my mind. It was a really fast read. The series got a little slow into Season 2 and Season 3. Things kind of started to drag a little bit. Still good stuff. It just wasn't moving at the pace that I really wanted it to. It's Still good stuff. The graphic novel, I would definitely read more of Awesome. I was reading this when it was coming out. I've had this graphic novel on my shelf for a very long time. I'm a big fan of Ennis. Stuff. he has another show coming out called the boys which is going to be a uh, day tuned because that show is based off comic series that he did called the boys so we will probably do that season two preacher is a great comic like i said there are sections that are dated mostly with the side characters in the world because you are dealing with Texas in the late 90s so not quite as evolved in a lot of ways as we are now But if you're willing to look past that, the graphic novel is actually very much a pickup and get on your show. Absolutely. 100%. 100%. All right. That does it for us for another episode of Graphically Novel. Come in on the next episode where we will be doing Happy. Yes. Oh my god, Happy! You're going to find out, Jen will be with us for that episode, you're going to basically hear how Happy the show, and the graphic novel affected Bear in a very real way. Oh my god. Tune in for us then, and in the meantime, you can find us on graphicallynovel.com, you can hit us up on Twitter at Graphically Novel, you can join our Facebook group. We still have that Twitch channel, I don't know if we're going to do anything with it, but I've got it! I'm not even sure, am I on the Facebook group yet? We should be. I should check that. I should (laughs) probably check that out. Anyway, in the meantime, take it away, Vandello.
1: Come, you see, I'll tell a story that you might have heard before. And a graphically novel. But the same old trouble, villain's always knocking at the door. pretty pictures on the page, but nothing ever stays the do 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 Come at me. now show you something you ain't never seen before. right or wrong. Oh can't we all just get along? My mask is no different. Your pretty pictures on the screen. but nothing's ever added. So things
0: <laughs> up your since
1: you do he loved or did my million maybe maybe it's right but you don't want to see my birth <laughs> per 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 too do DA do 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 do